hunger in America, right? It's not a problem of scarcity of food, right? It's it's a it's a supply chain problem. Under the hunger relief pillar, we have the supply chain management for hunger platform. It's basically an ecosystem that allows corporate donors to make their distress inventory available to food banks. Welcome back to TechBridge Talks. Today, I'm joined by Manish Misri, the Chief Technology Officer at TechBridge. Manish has been a part of TechBridge for seven years and oversees TechBridge's product delivery. I didn't know that TechBridge had products? Well, they do, and we're gonna talk about it. All of TechBridge's products exist to further their mission, eliminating generational poverty through the innovative use of technology, focusing in four pillars, hunger relief, homeless support, social justice, and workforce development. So here today to share about this work, TechBridge's products, and the importance of technology in nonprofit growth is Manish. Manish, my friend, welcome to the show. Thank you, Adam, and, and it's great to be here. Thanks for having me on the show. Well, man, it's great to see you. Uh, I've always admired the work that you do for a couple of reasons. You know, one, you manage a team well, which isn't easy. But then on the flip side, you can code. And I'm just like, <laughs> people that can do both of those things are kind of amazing because I can only do one of those things and it's not coding. Yeah, so so there you go. So, well, listen, let's get into it. Uh, tell us about your background. How did you get connected to TechBridge? And how has your develop, how has your role developed through the years at the organization? Yeah, absolutely. So my background is in engineering. Um, I have a bachelor's in mechanical engineering and a master's in information technology. Uh, I started my career as a software developer, uh, became an architect, uh, managed a team of engineers, and now I'm a CTO. Um, uh, I've been with TechBridge, as you said, for seven years. Uh, I used to work for uh, a nonprofit based out of Dallas um, called Aid Matrix, and TechBridge acquired us in 2015. And I joined TechBridge as a senior manager and uh, then became a director and worked my way up to VP of technology. And now I'm the CTO uh, in the last year and a half. Well, let's let's talk more about that. I want to know more about that CTO role. So tell our listeners what that means and what your day-to-day looks like. Who do you manage? What are you in charge of? You know, all that kind of stuff. Yeah, absolutely. So um, in technology, there are there are a couple of different titles: um, CTO, uh, CIO, Chief Scientist, and it can get a little confusing as to what is what, right? So I'm typically your CTO, uh, you know, I am part of a software development uh, team. We build products, we provide software as a service. So, um, you know, my title is a CTO. If you are, you're, you're also heard CIO. So typically, if you are a non-technology company, but you have, say, you're a big retail organization, you have an e-commerce presence or an accounting software or uh, an HR software that you're managing and you're managing servers, you typically have a CIO. And then chief scientist is your big data and data analytics companies like Google or LinkedIn or, you know, trying to figure out what are um, revenue generating strategies or, you know, how do you link two people together? And that's where a chief scientist comes in. 
Okay. Um, and there's there's also like a CISO, right? Is that CISO? Is that right? Right, um, right, right. Yeah. There's, is that security? Is that what that one is typically? No, I'm not too sure. <laughs> <laughs> well, it all it, there's there's a lot going on at the top related to technology, uh, as there there probably should be because there's a lot of technology to deal with. So, all right. So I know that a lot of your work and a lot of the the current suite of products at TechBridge focus on that hunger relief pillar. And so I'd love for you to just kind of explain more about those products, what each one does and how they serve kind of the broader community. Yeah, absolutely. So, um, you know, on, under the hunger relief pillar, we have the supply chain management for hunger platform. It's basically an ecosystem that allows corporate donors to make their distress inventory available to food banks, uh, uh, network of 200 plus food banks in the Feeding America network and make those donations available so that these food banks can bid on it. So we have this choice system that's an online auctioning system that allows food banks to bid on donated food. It's all funny money. There is no real money being exchanged. Um, and, and you know, the, the food bank that wins the bid has the opportunity to then you know, uh, uh, request a transportation code to get that truckload of food from the donor warehouse back to their uh, uh, warehouse. And then we have this Agency Express application, which allows local agencies at a, uh, you know, that are part of a food bank. So your typical soup kitchens, um, your churches, uh, your shelters that may be around a particular food bank it allows them to look at the inventory available at these food banks and make place orders. So, you, you know, you can look at schedules that are available, you know, whether it's a pickup schedule or a delivery schedule, especially with the pandemic, you don't want people flooding a food bank. So you'll pick up your, say, a pickup or a shopping schedule and you go to a food bank and you already know, you know, the list of inventory that's available and you can just go in and have a pick list ready and pick it from there or you can place an order online and have it delivered to you. So that this is the ecosystem, uh, that supply chain management for hunger ecosystem that's moved billions of pounds of food uh, since inception. And yearly we do millions and ten, tens of millions of pounds of food and meals that get pushed through the system. So, uh, so I'm, I wanna dig into this a little bit. And let me Let me kind of, repeat back what I heard because I was at I worked at TechBridge for a long time and and it took me a long time to really understand the the beauty of these platforms right uh, it's not so much that they're complex it's that they're just they're just innovative and interesting so on the one hand there's a service and, and again tell me if I'm right on the one hand there's a service where companies that have leftover food right it facilitates the donation of those companies into an online sort of bidding system, into, right. into an online system. And then there are these food banks across the country and each food bank is allotted, let's let's say you said funny money, let's just call it points or whatever it right. is. But they're allotted a certain amount of, of, let's say points, for example. So there's no money involved, but, but each one gets an allotment based on what their typical needs are, where they're located, all that kind of stuff. And then they can use those points to then bid to get this food from these donated food products so that they're able to essentially bid on what they need for their community, right? Because, and that's the, to me, the beauty of this, because a community up North in the, in the, in the snow likely needs different food products 
than a community in Florida right. in the heat, right? Absolutely. And so they can bid appropriately, yeah. right? And and the problem that it solves is, you know, we've always had corporations making donations, right? We've always had food banks making their inventory available to local agencies. The original problem was, how do you know we have all this food that is being donated? How do you give it to a food bank? How do you know which food bank, based on their region or based on the poverty level, how do you know what food bank needs what? Mm. And so that's where the choice system came into place. And Mm. um, what we did, the the way we built it was, um, we had an economist uh, and there was some research done. And so basically there's a goal factor. Each food bank receives a goal factor, which, which is determined by you know, the poverty level of the area, the number of people that uh, the uh, particular food bank typically serves, and that determines their buying power and and the shares that are available to them. And once they have used their shares, um, the shares get reallocated. So every every day there's a reallocation process of, you know, if, if a food bank used up all their shares to purchase a truckload of potatoes, now they're, they don't have shares left, but through the bidding process, all the shares are collected in a pool and then they get reallocated back to all the food banks. I love that. I mean, and kind of to your point, right? Because a lot of us think, we kind of think like almost this goodwill mindset, like I've got stuff, I'm going to push it over to goodwill, they'll do something with it. And, and from a food bank perspective, we think that same way. But the problem becomes, like, let's say I run a factory that creates peanut butter, we've got extra peanut butter. Well, the food bank down the road might have shelves exploding with peanut butter, they don't need peanut right. butter. They need something totally different, right? Absolutely. And so there needs to be a system that allows for people to bid on what they really need versus it being on the giver to just sort of shove it towards them, right? Right, right. absolutely. Okay, that's fine. That's fantastic. And then also, uh, I understand there's also a, a virtual food drive, right? You want to tell us a little bit about that? Yeah, absolutely. So uh, a virtual food drive is your fun, easy way of donated donating money to a food bank. Um, it basically, there's a gaming version of it where uh, a donor can, uh, you know, there's a simulated cart and a, and a tray. You're going through a shopping uh, grocery store and you're putting food on the tray and you, you accumulate points. Uh, and, you know, based on how much food you put on the tray, that amount of dollars get donated. And it mm. also educates the donor the donation amount is feeding how many people, how many meals does your, you know, $100 donation uh, uh, feed and how many people is it feeding? How many meals is it, is it creating? Mm-hmm. So it's a fun, right. easy, interactive way of, um, you know, making donations. So instead of just asking people for money, it kind of makes them be more involved and they actually get a sense of, uh, you know, being able to, serve people or being able to, you know, purchase or procure those meals for people. Mm, man, that's fantastic. So, so I, so it's interesting, right? Because your team builds and has built software that sort of takes a clunky system mm-hmm. that sort of kind of worked, right. right? And it has streamlined that system substantially. It provides better outcomes to food banks because they're now getting the food that they need. It helps with the logistics. I mean, to your point, um, the the TechBridge systems have facilitated the movement of food through Feeding America 
um, and guiding those logistics for, for millions and millions of pounds of food per year, right? So, so it's doing all this stuff and it's streamlining all of these things. So in addition to the role of sort of streamlining everything, what else do you think, or what other roles do you think technology plays in increasing the impact for nonprofits and, and organizations? Yeah. Or are there any other roles? Right. So, I mean, if you just, you know, for example, if we take uh, hunger in America, right? It's not a problem of scarcity of food, right? It's, it's, a, it's a supply chain problem. Uh, it's a problem of, food going to waste and not going to enough people, right? America is the richest country on earth that has ever been, uh, you know, there's Mm. there's never been a richer country uh, in the history of earth. And we still have the problem of hunger and it's not scarcity, right? If you look Mm. at social justice, you know, our laws are not fundamentally broken. Uh, It's it's just the access of those laws uh, or access of good, um, legal advice to people who don't have access to it, who do, do not have the means to get um, a, you know, a lawyer. And what technology does is, you know, and some of our pla- uh, platforms and our products do, is make those services easily available and help these nonprofits in increasing their efficiency and delivering those services more efficiently. So if you look at our um, justice server platform, so they've been legal services organizations um, for last hundred years that have been providing services to people, those who need it. But it has always been, you know, make a phone call. Can you ask somebody? Can, do we have relationship with people? What technology does is opens that up to the entire world. So our our justice server platform, which is a case management system, is built on Salesforce, and it is a, a you know managed package available as an app on Salesforce that allows these legal services organizations to to uh, do their case management in Salesforce, and then we have a pro bono portal that is open to volunteer and pro bono attorneys across the country that they can look at these cases and donate their time because people want to do good. It's it's just, you know, technology makes it easier to connect the people, right? So that's the, the, the technology is a force multiplier that allows nonprofits to serve their clients um, better and more efficiently. I mean, you know, you said something interesting there that I, I don't know that I'd ever really thought of, which is that you started with the hunger problem in America is not a lack of food. It's a problem with logistics that technology can solve. And, and that's actually true. I mean, I, that, that strikes me as a true, I haven't looked at the numbers, but that strikes me as a true statement, but I've never thought of it that way. But that's a perfect use of where technology can make such a tremendous impact in that area, right? And really help people uh, that are in need. Um, so, wow, that's, that's fantastic. So, all right, uh, Manish, last question. Um, what's next for your team? I mean, are you working on anything that's exciting that you can share with us or give us any hints about uh, anything, any good, you know, one year, five year sort of plans you can tell us about? Oh, yeah. I mean, my team is busy, <laughs> you know, uh, in the last two years, there's been a marked shift in our strategy. Um, so, you know, we have our four pillars and we are productizing all our pillars. So we are creating our own products that we believe will make a difference in our overall mission of 
trying to alleviate poverty, generational poverty, through innovative use of technology. So some of the cool things that uh, we're doing right now, we have this platform called HomeBridger that we are building. It's basically uh, organizations in the homelessness space. We are creating this ecosystem uh, using innovative technology like Snowflake and, and, and stream sets and creating this managed package to, to do a data intake system and then share that data across the network. So what it does is if John Smith, say, walks into a particular organization, because John Smith also receives services from 10 different organizations or is eligible for those services, uh, the, the person uh, you know, t- in taking them or, or you know, processing them gets to know what services they're eligible for, what, they, um, what uh, services they have already received, and, and, you know, ha- and the, the goal is that in time, we'll have predictable pathways out of homelessness. So data will show us that six months da- uh, ago, we had John Smith and their family homeless. And we provided them these four services, and these were the steps taken, and they now have stable housing. So next time, when we have someone similar in that situation coming in, we can use data to predict they will be you know, in, in stable housing because these are the services that they should, we should be providing. Man, that sounds fantastic. I love that vision. I love and and you're right. You know, data is so important because it it shows us the things that make change, the the things that really affect change, right? But without that data, we we just don't have any idea. Oh, absolutely. What, what to do. Next. Absolutely. So well, Manish, uh, this has been fascinating. I love the work that you're doing. I really appreciate your team's, you know, dedication and innovation. Um, towards ending generational poverty within our lifetime. And uh, thanks for joining me on the show today. Absolutely. Thanks for having me, Adam. Great to talk to you. Thank you for listening to TechBridge Talks, a podcast about breaking the cycle of generational poverty through the innovative use of technology. This podcast is produced by TechBridge. To find out more about our work and how you can be a part, visit techbridge.org. That's techbridge.org. Also, make sure to follow us on social media. Thanks again for listening and tune in next week for more great content.